0: Hello again. Thanks for tuning in to Beekeeper Confidential. I'm your host, Mandy Shaw, and today's guest is a beekeeper out of Louisiana named Byron the Bee Man. Byron's swarm-catching techniques have gained the attention of millions of people on social media. He works his bees with bare hands and an open heart. We talk about how he got into beekeeping, driving across the country with a flatbed full of bees, what beekeepers and snake charmers have in common, and how he uses his beekeeping to inspire others. Byron, first of all, I totally appreciate you taking the time to talk with me this morning. Byron stumbled into beekeeping at the age of 18. He had just gotten out of high school, and he was looking for a job. He applied at lots of different places, but it was the honey farm that brought him in for an interview. Have oh, yeah. you ever been interested in bees before, or were you just you know... No. <laughs> no.
1: Other than other than, you know, getting, getting stung by the bees and Oh, that that's about it, but I never had an interest in bees. I just needed a job at the time, you know. Yeah. So I put in the app and the guy called me and I said, Oh wow, now I gotta work with bees
0: <laughs> <laughs> When you had your job interview, did they look at you uh-huh. like, Do you do you really wanna do this?
1: <laughs> no, I guess they just needed help at the time, you know, 'cause they was uh extracting honey.
0: Okay. What was the first thing that you did at this job?
1: Uh, I went straight to extracting. So my first day, I was covered in honey from head to
0: toe.
1: (laughs) And I got stung at least probably about five times that day.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I, I, I didn't let that get to me. I just stayed with it, you know.
0: So how has that evolved?
1: I just stuck with it, and I, I try to learn everything, everything at my job, you know, just for to elevate and, you know, get to a high position at the job. So I just learned everything that I needed to learn, and I was so dedicated. I wanted to learn, and the, and the bees, like, they just kind of grew on, on me, you know? <laughs> I, I, I got the love for the bees.
0: I first came across Byron on social media, and I was really impressed with his gentle demeanor in working with the bees. He's often barehanded, scooping bees from a swarm into a box, which is something that a lot of people aren't comfortable doing. He recently posted about some bees that he discovered in a shipping container that hadn't been touched by humans in a very long time.
1: Well, we had, we had like uh, some old boxes that was in the shipping container, and we had to clean those out. So after getting all the old boxes out, the last thing that was in the front, or that container was that beehive, And the guys told me about it, and I was like, wow, don't nobody touch it. (laughs) You know, I want to feel. So we pulled it all the way to the the back of the trailer to where the doors were, and I mean, it was covered with bees, loaded. I don't know how long they've been up in there or what. Wow.
0: And so you just walked up, and you're like, hey.
1: (laughs) Yes, because everybody else, like, they they didn't want to mess with them, you know. But me, I'm going straight to them. Wow. Straight to them. And that's the first thing I did when I went to them. I wanted to see what kind of bees they were, how calm they were. And for me to do that, I had to be hands-on with them.
0: Is that always your approach when you're working with a new colony or yeah. if you're catching a swarm?
1: Yes. Wow. yes. I always I always try to you know, put my hands to them so they can feel my energy. I can feel their energy. And that's pretty much how I... You know, make contact with the bees I'm messing with. And I talk to them too. (laughs) I let them know that I'm not here to harm you. I'm here for you. You know? And it's it's an amazing feeling. It's hard to describe too. It's a feeling.
0: How long did it take you to develop that intuitive way of understanding a colony?
1: Like, it took me probably like about four years.
0: Wow.
1: But every year after that, I just gradually. Taught myself and had more confidence in myself and the bees, and that's how I got to that point. So I feel like I can walk up to any set of bees, any colony of bees, and just grab them.
0: I was curious if Byron had ever worked with killer bees or Africanized bees before, though he didn't recall ever working with any, he has worked with some pretty mean bees. I would imagine that somebody like Byron can soothe even the grouchiest of colonies.
1: I don't, I haven't ran across any for the labor as Africanized bees, but I have ran across colonies that were real, real Mm -hmm. mean. And I don't know if there was a, a, you know, a breed of them or what, but they were totally different bees from what I, you know, used to dealing with. Now, in your, in
0: your work, what do you guys do when you have a colony that's just nasty? Do you let them be? Do you requeen them?
1: No, we just keep them. So when you get to that that hive in the yard, you just know you need you know extra smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody know those little bees right there. Those some mean bees right
0: there.
1: Wow. So you got to hurry up and work with those.
0: So how many colonies are you usually working
1: with? Every day I probably work with other four hundred. <laughs> four hundred and in the springtime when we're splitting, we do probably a thousand. Wow.
0: And you're working in really hot temperatures. Yes. How do you keep cool? Or do you?
1: It's hard to keep cool. You just have to keep a lot of uh, fluids in your body. Yeah. Drink a lot of water.
0: We need like a Gatorade and sponsorship for beekeepers, right?
1: Right. <laughs> so that's why That's why I got so comfortable, like, taking off layers of my equipment. Oh, yeah. Just so I can be cooler. That's why I wear, when I'm working with the bees, I wear a jacket. You know, the jacket veil? Yeah. And sometimes I just put on the tire bell, tire bell no gloves, just a smoker, you yeah. know. I try not to use, I use no equipment, you know.
0: Have you ever been stung really bad where you just have to say, I'm out for the rest of the day? Or you just, like, power through it and keep going?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, i i have been in a situation where I got stung over 40 times, you know. <sighs>
0: From one this colony
1: was, uh, or was it was that from multiple colonies? Well, this this was just in the B yard. I had my veil on and it was a string veil, tile veil, and I would put my equipment in the back of the truck. And when I closed the back of the truck up, my uh, string got caught up in the tailgate and I when I went to get in the truck, it snatched off my head. <sighs> <laughs> I got stuck all in the head, the face. <sighs> yeah. I was sick that day, but this, this, was, this was years ago. But I still remember. That.
0: <laughs> did you keep your cool when that happened, or did you freak out?
1: I just try to get my veil back on. Just get the veil back on, so you won't get more stings. But <laughs> now, I now I be like fiending for bee stings.
0: So, are you on a regular sting schedule, or do you try to get stung every time you're working with them?
1: No, I can just, I can just feel it in my body that like I need a bee sting.
0: Wow, what, what does that feel like? Is it like, uh, well, like you need a cup of coffee, or? <laughs>
1: yeah, something like that. And then, it like, it boosts me up. Those bee stings are
0: <laughs> When Byron gets a bee sting, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I'm picturing what it must be like to be driving uh, across state lines with a truck loaded with hundreds of beehives.
1: Mm -hmm. That's my favorite part. I love hauling bees. I love it. Do people
0: honk at you when you (laughs) when they drive past you?
1: They take pictures. They take pictures, video, everything. Blow the horn. (laughs) Uh, Thumbs up, especially when we ride into like a convoy. We have like three trucks loaded down with bees. Wow. I love it. Yeah, that's the best part, and it all depends on what time of day. Morning, we have stopped their stores, but mm-hmm. the bees don't—they don't fly. They just, you know, beard out the hive. Oh, so run they're up to the store and run back out.
0: Are the hives not closed up all the way? Like, how do you prepare a beehive for for that long of a road trip?
1: You really don't. We'll pick them up at night and early in the morning before the sunrise. That's when we'll take off with them. That way, all the bees are inside the hives. None of them flying.
0: I I guess I always thought that the the hives would have to be like all oh, the entrances closed off.
1: When we haul them on the semi trucks flatbeds, yeah, we put a net over them. But we when we are um, just using straight the straight trucks, we don't have no net on them. Wow. So we actually take them off the semi trucks with the net, transfer them to the smaller trucks, and we take them out into the bee yards. And we do that at night or in the morning, early in the morning, before the sun comes up.
0: A year in the life of a commercial beekeeper is vastly different than that of an urban beekeeper. Commercial bees have to get up and go much earlier than backyard or other stationary colonies do. And that's a lot of work for the beekeepers, too. It's
1: a long year. It's a long year. I mean, I've been running nonstop this year for like six, seven months, and it's just a night month.
0: Wow. So, first thing, you guys are probably, are you feeding them to get them built up?
1: Yep, raise them up, keep them healthy so they can you know, raise a good honey crop, just make sure they can last through the winter. Then we ship them out to California for pollination. Okay. Just got to take care of them. They they, they like pets. Got to take care of them, got to feed them. make sure they fed, make sure they got a lot of resources around so they won't starve. There's a lot dealing with thousands of hives.
0: And then when they come off of the the almond crops, is that when you guys do splits? Or do you split prior to that? Okay.
1: Yes, we split out the, they come out the orchards.
0: Do you guys also sell nucs or are you just splitting to grow your your inventory
1: or your? Yeah. Yeah, we just split to grow. The more bees, more honey, more honey, more honey.
0: What is it like for swarm season? If somebody in the community has a swarm, is there a reporting system there or do they just know to call you?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty well known now. <laughs> so, if NFBs are spotty, they already know first name, Byron to be man. Get on Facebook, hit me up in the inbox, and tell me the situation. If I can get out there, I, I, I come out there as quick as I can and get them. If not, I call somebody else, you know, and yeah. they'll come
0: get them. Has there ever been a swarm catch that just was really unusual for you? Because you've caught a lot of swarms, so you've probably seen everything.
1: The biggest one was the one I recorded and posted on Facebook that went viral. That was huge. And it was in the corner of a building.
0: Is that the one where you were scooping them with your hands and you were like, don't try this at home? Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: that was the one. <laughs>
0: Byron's "Do Not Try It at Home" video has had over eleven million views in just a year. It's had over twenty thousand shares and thirteen thousand comments.
1: Don't try this at home.
0: So you also recently posted a video. Uh, you had some bees in the front seat of your car. Yeah,
1: but well, we're just driving down the road and spotted some bees on the tree, and I didn't have I didn't have a box or nothing to put them in, so I just say, well, I'm gonna just put them on the seat," you know. And make a cool video, too, you know,
0: <laughs> so that's
1: what I did, and once I got back to where I can you know transform, I put' them in a box,
0: so they had a queen it was like, a it was a a complete colony, oh
1: yeah, yes. oh yeah, it just this small this small little swamp cool
0: though. i mean i feel you know, pretty cool when i'm driving around with bees in my car but i've never been so badass that i will just plop them down in the seat next to me and buckle them up and <laughs> drive up with them
1: look i love bees <laughs> so serious like, oh and those bees flying around me they was doing nothing and actually like i had the air on so once they cool they're gonna try to huddle up yeah so that's why they were sort of calm right there but just the idea of me Riding with bees on the patent seat—that's pretty cool.
0: Byron uses his presence on social media to put out messages of encouragement and empowerment. And I think that's really cool that he's using his beekeeping as a means to inspire people.
1: I know a lot of beekeepers around the world, you know. I'm just one. Mm-hmm. I'm just one, and to me, I'm like, I'm sharing, I'm sharing my love for how I think, you know, everybody do things different, and that don't mean it's wrong, it's just how you do it. Yeah. what makes it unique.
0: Yeah, I love that. Who are some of your beekeeping mentors? Well,
1: right now, I have to start with Julio Diaz. He's the one that hired me, my mm. first boss. I learned a whole lot from him, a whole lot. And another guy, Jack Meyer Sr., learned a whole lot from him.
0: So you were lucky to have mentors working and teaching yeah. you, right, in person.
1: Right. I have one guy now named right A.D., and I, I mean, I learned a whole lot Actually molded me to the person that I am now. They helped mold me into the person that I am now wow. in all different kind of ways.
0: So now that you're one of the head honchos, do you have students? Do you have a, a following of beekeepers that you're teaching?
1: Yeah, I have a following, but I haven't, I haven't gotten to like actually teaching, you know, mm-hmm. teaching people uh, to raise like raise bees because like you had to you have to get like comfortable in doing something first, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if I can show people that don't have to be afraid of bees you know a lot of people in the got stories from childhood and you know don't mess with bees they sting, all that right there but if i can show a different side of bees and make people feel comfortable and then they will want to you know do the same thing that i'm doing but for me it's like patience patience is the key you know you can't rush into anything and i you know I, i'm not trying to fail nobody nothing i just want them to you know be a witness to to my journey
0: When you love bees as much as Byron does, you enjoy them at home and at work.
1: I have three of them in the backyard. Sometimes in the morning I come back here, give me a cup of coffee, and I just sit down back here with them and watch, watch them on their flight.
0: This morning, before I started putting the finishing touches on this episode, I went onto Facebook and I saw a video that Byron had posted. He would used honey to sweeten his coffee, and the bees were all over his hand, but he still drank the coffee because that's how he rolls.
1: I can't wait to scream.
0: Can we start counting down to swarm season yet? Right. I love swarms.
1: <laughs> the only thing that that I don't like is like when the bees like get into someone's house, you know, and they are afraid of bees. That's why I try to put myself out there. I want to be the local beekeeper, you know, the local bee man. So yeah. any bee problem that someone has, you know, they know right off the top to try to get
0: in contact. I think it's important for people to know that when you have bees in your house or even a, a swarm in your backyard, mm-hmm. you don't have to call an exterminator, and it's not, it's not a big problem because there's a beekeeper who will gladly come and help. Who would love to. You know? Yeah.
1: And I tell people, when I do a uh, live of uh, bee removals, I tell them, I want the bees more than I want, you know, the money.
0: Yeah, you know, Because gotcha. one
1: thing, one thing I'm getting, I'm getting a whole uh, colony of bees. I'm getting the honey that they had in there. Mm-hmm. And that means a whole lot more, right? I like to put myself in the middle of the swarm and try to find a queen. I found one queen flying, you know. Oh. In this one I found. Then you have like other bees like scouting, scouting, and finding a spot for her. You know. Yeah. It's
0: cool. Swarm season is the best time for community outreach and to talk to people about bees. And you just never know what kind of connections you're going to make.
1: I was just talking with a guy, just mowing my grass and I was backing with my bees, and he was saying, Man, how you do that? And I was telling like, I get that question so many times. I feel like I'd be in an interview when I when I get asked that, you know. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a lot, it's a lot into it. I had to start all the way from the beginning explaining myself. But one thing he said, he said he messed with snakes and I said, Okay, okay, you you snake man. You mess with snakes. I don't I say, I don't I don't mess with snakes. Yeah,
0: you do you know, snakes, I'll do bees.
1: Yeah, you do snakes, I do bees. It's <laughs> like you mess with those snakes, I mess with these bees. You know? It's like yeah, everybody has some kind of nature, and I try to live my life as a bee.
0: Are you a worker? Are you a drone? I guess if they were a king bee, maybe you'd be a king bee. <laughs>
1: I think I'm a worker bee. Even though the worker bee is a female, I'm like a worker bee. You're doing all the jobs. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. Me too. I'm a worker bee. Yes. Awesome. Well, Byron, thank you so much. I I want to say you're my friend now. <laughs> right. I'm your bee friend in Portland, Oregon. Thanks for
1: having
0: me. For more on Byron the Bee Man, follow him on social media. He's on Facebook and Instagram as Byron the Bee Man. For more on today's episode, check out my blog at waggleworkspdx.com. I'll be including photos, videos, and notes from today's episode. Beekeeper Confidential is made possible by all the awesome bees in my hive. You know who you are. Thank you for your ongoing support and encouragement. I'm having so much fun making this show. If you would like to become a patron of Beekeeper Confidential, you can do so by visiting beekeeperconfidential.podbean.com. There's a bright green button in the upper right-hand corner that says become a patron.